Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, December 7th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The U.S. has only needed five days to add one million COVID-19 cases to the overall count. A CNN analysis of data from Johns Hopkins University shows slightly more than one million cases were reported last Tuesday through Saturday. It took 100 days to reach the first one million cases after those initial positive coronavirus tests in the U.S. back in January. With those sobering numbers as a backdrop, cases in the St. Louis region appear to be holding steady. Data from the New York Times shows slightly more than 2,000 new cases per day over the past week. Still, the seven-day average for St. Louis County is tied for its highest rate since March. As health officials continue to fight the staggering number of coronavirus cases, a former Illinois state senator has died of COVID-19. As Hannah Meisel reports, Marty Sandoval had been cooperating with prosecutors in a wide-ranging federal investigation involving Democratic power players, lobbyists, and businesses. Sandoval's attorney and family confirmed the ex-senator's death on Saturday, calling him the center of the Sandoval family. The Democrat resigned his Senate seat on January 1st, three months after federal agents raided his offices and home. Sandoval pleaded guilty to corruption charges related to red light cameras shortly after stepping down. He had been cooperating with the Fed since last fall. In a court filing just before Thanksgiving, prosecutors said Sandoval had provided valuable information and expected him to continue cooperating for several more months. But Sandoval was already sick with COVID at that point. The Democrat had a reputation as a brash dealmaker and proud Mexican-American. He was 56. I'm Hannah Meisel. The University of Missouri Board of Curators has approved a report on a new leadership structure for the system. Members held a special virtual meeting yesterday. The report indicates the new plan gives campus officials in St. Louis, Kansas City, and Rolla more input on legislative priorities affecting the University of Missouri system. Campus chancellors will set tuition rates and be in charge of attracting faculty and students. The Post-Dispatch reports members of the Board of Curators will have authority on operating budgets and construction projects. The board yesterday also signed off on a resolution calling for a plan by the end of next month for a potentially privately funded indoor football practice facility in Columbia. Missouri gives election officials time to process absentee ballots, which allows for a quicker vote count compared to other states. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, some election officials want an even longer time frame. Missouri allows election officials to prepare absentee ballots to be counted five days before Election Day. That allows for Missourians to know most of the results of elections pretty quickly. But even before 2020, which saw an unprecedented amount of early voting, St. Louis County Democratic Elections Director Eric Fay says his county has pushed for more than five days to process absentee ballots. I'm very happy we have at least some days, unlike some states that had to do it on Election Day, but we would much prefer to have to be able to start processing them upon receipt. Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft says he'd be amenable to adding several days to the time frame to prepare absentee ballots for counting. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis City Treasurer Tashara Jones has hit a snag in her bid to run for mayor. She does not have enough signatures to be in the race. 
Jones filed to run November 30th, but the St. Louis American reports the Board of Elections Democratic director says nearly 300 signatures could not be verified and are therefore invalid. Jones has until January 4th to fix the problem. Her campaign says volunteers started collecting signatures again as soon as they heard the news last week. Other candidates running for mayor include Board of Aldermen President Lewis Reed and Alderwoman Kara Spencer. Some items we are following today in the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page will discuss the county's continuing response to the pandemic. He has a briefing this morning with reporters. COVID-19 is also at the forefront for Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. He will provide the latest on the state's battle with the virus during a briefing with the media this afternoon. And today on St. Louis on the Air, we remember the life of Michael Shreves, known for his drag alter ego, Michelle McCausland. The trailblazer on the local LGBTQ scene also challenged a St. Louis ordinance that made it illegal to dress in drag. Before wrapping up, It's Pearl Harbor Day. The Japanese attack on Hawaii occurred on this day in 1941 and drew the U.S. into World War II. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt addressed a joint session of Congress the next day. December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. More than 2,000 Americans died in the attack on Pearl Harbor. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.